please turn your Bibles to Psalm 20. Psalm 20. Uh, kids are hanging out in here this morning. It's Family Sunday, uh, so we're going to have church together uh, in this moment. I've got a couple of young people that are going to come up here and help me during the sermon, so uh, we're looking forward to that as well. But Psalm 20, today is what, I'm, what we're calling a Selah sermon, a Selah day. Uh, it's just a one sermon between some sermon series. So we just concluded our journey with witness last week. Michael finished that when we talked about Jude. Next week, we start a new series called A Journey of Renewal from Ezekiel. Get ready to read through the prophet Ezekiel uh, this summer. So we're going to be in Ezekiel. But today, we're going to be in Psalm 20. And uh, I, was, I took a class with J.K. Jones a couple years ago, and he said, every once in a while, it's just good to do a Selah sermon, which just is a psalm, just pull a psalm. The nice thing about psalms, they're pretty much individually connected, you know, just the individuals. So you just drop a psalm in every so often, get some connected with, with the psalms some more. So that's what we're doing today. The word Selah means like a pause, maybe. We're not sure what that word means, but some people think it's a dramatic pause, to be still, or maybe to stand in awe of God. So that's what we're doing today, Psalm 20. I want to encourage you to follow along. It's uh, in the Pew Bible on page 440, and I've asked some special help to read our scripture today. Uh, Our friends in the Philippines, uh, I asked them to read the scripture and, and send me a video. So this is Alma and the team at the Youth Center from Digo City, Philippines, and so they're going to take turns reading the verse, and then I asked uh, Alma if she would read Psalm 20, verse 7, which is the theme, what I think this is the theme verse of the the psalm, in their native language, are you ready for this, Cebuano. So you're going to, at the end, you're going to hear something that you will not recognize. You may also want to follow along because their accent is a little bit different than ours, But I just want you to hear and see this beautiful picture of our friends from the Philippines as they read Psalm 20. Psalms chapter 20, verses 1 to 9. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offering. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Now this I know. The Lord gives victory to his anointed. He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Some trust in chariot and some in forces, but we trust in the name of our Lord our God, they are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand firm. O Lord, save the king, answer us when we call. Salmo, Kapitulo 20, Versikulo 7, Hinagaganayon, Ang isaligan sa uban, mao ang ilang mga karwahi, ang uban ang ilang mga kabayo, apan ang atong isaligan, mao ang kahong sa inuong nga atong So that's cool. Uh, There's our friends in the Philippines. So I want to pray for our missionary partners. They're our focus as we conclude May, uh, our Methetes Youth Ministry in the Philippines. So I want to pray for them and our scripture and time in God's word. Father in heaven, thank you for our brothers and sisters in the Philippines. 
I pray that you would bless their work. Uh, We thank you for their partnership in the gospel. And we pray that you'd provide for their needs according to your riches and glory. Lord, as we hear this psalm, a cry for help, we call out to you, King Jesus, for our help. Lord, we need your help. We ask for your guidance and protection. As we open your word, help us to leave here changed and empowered. Amen. One of my favorite movies is the movie Glory. It follows the 54th Massachusetts Regiment. Uh, it's an, an African American regiment in the Civil War. And it's based on true story in the They were going to go and lead this attack on Fort Wagner. They actually had to do it twice. The second time uh, they attacked Fort Wagner, it's on July 18th, 1863. And as they are preparing for that battle, they realize that the cost of life is going to be significant because this is going to be the first regiment up to to the fort. And so they recognize that many of them will not survive. And I just want to just say a special thank you for those who have served in our country. As we think about Memorial Day this weekend and the freedoms that we have, we just acknowledge that. And so the nights before the Massachusetts Regiment goes to Fort Wagner, they have a prayer service. And they, uh, they have some prayers, and some of the prayers that they pray are, uh, you know, Lord, if we, go, if we end up going down, help our family know that we went down standing up. And if tomorrow is our great getting up morning, I pray that our family will know that we died for freedom. And so it's at that moment where they recognize that they may die. In fact, many of them did and were buried in unmarked graves. But they realized that the night before the battle, they needed to call out for help. And Psalm 20 is that type of prayer It's a prayer for the king as he leads his people out to battle. And they're asking for God to provide for the king as they lead into battle. There's another uh, soldier who liked to pray as well, Desmond Dawes. You may have recognized that name. And uh, he was uh, a conscientious objector. And he was off praying. And in the movie Hacksaw Ridge, they're ready to go up the ridge and they're waiting on Desmond Dawes. They're like, we can't leave until he finishes his prayers. And so what we have in Psalm 20 is a prayer before a battle. <clears throat> it's written by King David. And this prayer uh, has several prayers. I've, wanted to, I've, I've picked two broad brushstroke prayers and a confession as we walk through this psalm. So two prayers and a confession. The first prayer goes something like this. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. Verses 1 through 3, Psalm 20. Again, it's to the choir master, a psalm of David. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. And regard with favor all your... And may he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. Selah. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. This word for trouble could mean that something's tied up tight or that you're in a tight spot, we would say. 
Sometimes when you're in a tight spot, things are just, it's kind of a bad day. And you're just, you say, well, I'm in a tight spot right now. It's just kind of, things are kind of closing in on you. But do you have that picture? Have you experienced those days before where you just kind of feel like the world's closing in on you? We're in a tight spot. I was thinking of that scene from Star Wars. You remember Luke and Leia and Han Solo and they're in that trash compactor type thing and there's that mysterious creature and then the walls start closing in and they're calling out for help. And so when life closes in, we call out for help. And it says, may the, door, may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. Part of that root for trouble just means bad. It's just something that's bad. So bad, tight spots. May he send you help from the sanctuary. That's the, the holy place or the temple even uh, later on. Uh, give you support from Zion. Remember your offerings, your burnt sacrifices. And so as you think of even Jerusalem itself, the geography of the city of Jerusalem helps us picture out what's, going, what's happening here because the people would live in what's called the city of David. If you can see that on the map there toward the the bottom is the city of David, and then you see kind of in the middle it says royal palace. That's where the king lives. And then you go further up, and there's the temple. And so just the city itself, you got the people, and then there's the king, and there's the temple. And many times the, the, the king was kind of the one who, like the priest, would represent the people to God, and vice versa. God would go to the people through the king. He would say, you're leading my people. And so this is a prayer for the king to lead the people out into battle. And so we pray for God to answer us in the day of trouble. That's the one prayer. Second prayer, verses 4 and 5. May God grant you your heart's desire, fulfill all your plans. May we shout for joy over your salvation. And in the name of our God, set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. So the second prayer is just may God grant you our heart's plans. May God grant your heart's plans. The word desire isn't actually in the verse there, in verse 4. It just may, says, may God grant you your heart. What's in your heart? 33 times in the book of Psalms you find about the heart. It's kind of that central hub of, of your being for your, 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 your soul is your heart. We usually think of our brains, but the Hebrews would say your heart is really where everything is happening. And so may God grant you your hearts. Fulfill all your plans. You can think about the king having his battle strategy set out. May God work your plans to success. Psalm 20 is the prayer. Psalm 21 is the answer. So you need to read Psalm 20 and 21 together. And if you go to Psalm 21, verses 1 and 2, here's the response again, written by King David. O Lord, in your strength the king rejoices, and in your salvation how greatly he exults. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. Selah. So it says there in, verse, in Psalm 20, may he grant you your heart's desire. And then in Psalm 20, verse 2, you have given him his heart's desire. God answered their prayer this day. What is in our hearts? Have you prayed things? Do you pray things that God wants to answer? Sometimes we think, well, God's not hearing my prayers. Well, are we asking the things that are near to the heart of God? 
Here's some things that I put on my prayer list regularly. One thing I pray often uh, is, Lord, bless me so I may bless others. So you think, well, that kind of sounds a little selfish. Well, if we just say, Lord, bless me, and we don't funnel it out to others, then yeah, you kind of have a problem. But God's told Abram, I'm going to bless you and all the peoples on the planet are going to be blessed through you. So it's more like funnels. We need to think of our lives as funnels. God, send me blessings so that I can pour those blessings out. So unstop the funnel, get the blessings from God, and just send them on out. Just, just so, Lord, help me to be a blessing to others is another way to phrase that. Lord, use me to bless someone today. Do you think God's going to answer that prayer? Let's be honest. Is he going to say, mm, I'm not doing that one today? I mean, let's be honest. God wants to bless, his, bless people, and he wants to use his people to bless. So, so that's a prayer you can pray, and I think God's going to say he's going to grant that desire. Bless me to bless others, or however you want to phrase that. Here's another prayer I pray often uh, for my kids. Lord, send godly adults into my, li- into my children's lives. Put godly adults in my, in my kids' paths. I pray that often, and God answers it. In fact, we saw it big time last weekend. We got to send off my firstborn to high school graduation. We had big parties, and many of you came through, and, and it was just nice for me to say, thanks for helping raise our kids. Thanks for being one of those adults in my kids' lives. Thank you. Our, we, you know, Mom and Dad, you're the primary responsibility for your kids to lead them in the ways of Jesus, but we need some help. Beth and I need help. And so as parents, ask God, would you please put some godly Christian adults in my kids' lives? I think God's going to say, yeah, I want to answer that one. Here's another prayer that my dear friend Wayne Shaw reminded me. He said, just go through the fruit of the Spirit and just ask God to grow that in your life. So maybe just focus on one of those a a day or a week or a season. Uh, Lord, grow love in my life. Give me more joy. Give me, grow peace in my life. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Lord, grow self-control in my life. And then you can even find a prayer from the other side of Psalm 20. It's Psalm 19, verse 14, the last verse of, of Psalm 19. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my sight, in, in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. May God grant your heart's deep plans. So the two prayers, may God answer you in the day of trouble, may the Lord grant your heart's plans. Here's the confession in verses 6 through 8. The confession, now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might of his right hand. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. So our confession is that we trust in the name of our God. We trust in God's name. We trust in his name because he saves. That's one reason we can trust in him. He saves right there in verse 6. We know that the Lord saves his anointed. I want to remind you when you're reading the Psalms, I want to look for Jesus. Keep your eyes open to Jesus in the Old Testament. He's there everywhere. And he's right here in verse 6. He actually shows up three times in verse 6. His name's there. Do you see it? The name Jesus means Savior. He saves. So the Lord, now I know the Lord saves. The Lord Jesus, 
is anointed. You want to know what the word anointed and another name for that? Christ, Messiah. So you could put it, now I know that Jesus Christ is Messiah. Now I know that Jesus is Christ. God saves his anointed. He's going to save the king. He's going to protect his special one. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving might. Jesus again, saving. Jesus might of his right hand. So this is a prayer for king. David wrote this prayer for the king and for the kings that would go off to battle. And Jesus fulfilled this as the great king in the great battle against sin. But we have different weapons. And Jesus fought differently, didn't he? He didn't fight with swords and clubs and spears. In fact, when they arrested Jesus, and he's like, you come against me with swords and clubs and spears, and every day I was here in the temple courts teaching, you didn't lay a hand on me. But he said, this is your hour, the hour when darkness reigns. And Jesus taught us to fight differently as well in these battles. I want to invite Nick Babs to come and read our scripture. I want to invite you to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, as Nick's going to read. But we fight differently. We're talking about this Psalm 20 as a king in a battle, and there's different weapons that we use in this battle, not swords and spears or, or whatever, but it's different weapons. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. When you're ready, Nick. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the, wor- of the world. On the contrary, we have divining divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Nick? So we don't wage war like the, like the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. We have the power, divine power from God to demolish strongholds demolish arguments, pretensions that sets itself up against God. We take captive every thought, make it obedient to Christ. So we trust in the name of our God because he saves. We also trust in the name of our God because he's stronger. He's just stronger. It says there in verse 7, verses 7 and 8, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. Verse 7, some trust in chariots. And actually, this is what it means, what it says. Some in chariots, some in horses. But we remember the name of the Lord our God. To the name of the Lord our God we acknowledge, we recognize, we remember. Some trust in chariots, some in horses. Maybe David's thinking back to the Old Testament story when God's people were crossing the Red Sea. Pharaoh's army starts barreling in 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 the chariots. And then God closes the Red Sea over the chariots. Some trust in chariots. Didn't work too good that day. Some trust in horses. And the cavalry was a very powerful force historically. He's like, no, we trust in God. If you want to lay that down over contemporary days, some trust in atomic weapons. Some trust in biological warfare. Some trust in drones. Some trust in legislation. 
some trust in, you can fill in the blank. But we trust the name of the Lord, our God. There's an, <clears throat> an old writing from some mystics years ago, a long time ago. And it says, with the name of Jesus, flog the foes. <clears throat> there is no sure weapon against them, either on earth or in heaven. With the name of Jesus, flog the foes. The name of our God shows up three different times in Psalm 20. It's in verse 1. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. It's again in verse 4. And in the name of the God, name of our God, we set up our banners. And again in verse 7. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. And so I have another helper that's going to read for me. Come on up, Karsten. I'm going to get my water bottle. Go ahead and step on stage. Thank you. So Karsten's going to read 1 Samuel 17. If you want to follow along with Karsten, you can. 1 Samuel 17, verse 45. And the story that he's going to read, we're talking about the name of God. And remember who wrote this psalm that we're, we're studying today? Psalm 20 was written by who? David. Okay, so there's maybe this is what David's thinking of when he's writing this. There was a time when David was a young boy, probably a little older than Karsten. And there's this big giant across the way in the Valley of Elah named Goliath. And everybody's scared of Goliath. But David's not so scared of this giant. And in 1 Samuel 17, verse 45, he mentions the name of God as he attacks this giant. So Carson's going to read this nice and loud for us today. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. I'm Carson. Yeah, give him, give him a hand. He practiced that all weekend at our camp out. We were at American Heritage Girls Family Camp Out, and when we would have some group time and we did a little talking, we'd read a verse, and he's like, can I read my verse? Can I read my verse? And he'd run to his tent and get that and read that verse out to us. He did it three or four times over the Friday and Saturday. So I'm really proud of you, Carson, so thank you. So again, do you see the connection? Some trust in chariots, some in horses. We trust in the name of the Lord our God. You come against me with sword, javelin, spear, but in the name of the God of Israel whom you have defied, I come against you. And so we can trust in the name of our God because he's stronger. As my friends from the Philippines were sending me the video this week, Alma wrote me this message uh, that accompanied the video of their scripture reading. And I just want, you might be able to see it, but I'm going to read it to you so you don't have to squint. Uh, here's what she says. Sorry for the delayed. We are so occupied with many schedules, basically mission trips, and this coming May 28, 2022, yesterday is the 43rd church anniversary. So their church had a church anniversary this weekend. Digo City Church of Christ is my assumption. And uh, our church is going to have an anniversary here in a couple of years. 2024 will be 200. So start praying for what that might look like. And so she's said church anniversary. Mission trips are scheduled June 6 to 8, 2022, here at the Youth Center. June 22 to 25, somewhere in Digo City, an hour drive, and Alliance Church requested us. July 12 to 15, somewhere in Davao del Ore, that's in the 
another province. It's almost five, six hours drive here from Digo City. Praise God for his divine intervention. We claim the victory in his name. That's just common talk for her, I believe. We claim the victory in his name. Peace to all. Some trust in chariots, some in horses. We trust in the name of the Lord our God. Why do we trust in the name of the Lord our God? Because the saving king helps us when we call. The saving king helps us when we call. If I could boil Psalm 20 into one sentence, that's what it would go. The saving king helps us when we call. Psalm 20 is a prayer for the king. It closes with, O Lord, save the king. May he answer us when we call. And so we have opportunities to pray. We don't have a king, but we do have leaders to pray for. The Apostle Paul writes something similar to this theme in 1 Timothy chapter 2. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, Paul is giving some instructions on prayer to his apprentice, Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, and intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. So do you want your evening news to sound better? You want that news feed that comes through your computer or your phone to be more positive and upbeat and peaceful? Paul and David have answers for you. You pray. He says you pray for all kinds of people. And then he says specifically kings and those in authority. Pray that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. So based on our time here in Psalm 20, I want you to try something with prayer this week. You decide how you're, what you're going to try, but I want you to try something for prayer this week. Maybe you want to focus on the name of the Lord as you pray. Much like we read here in Psalm 20, we heard David go against the giant in the name of the Lord. Maybe you want to realize that we pray to a powerful God and his name is powerful and it's the name of Jesus that we are saved and we have rescue. Maybe you want to focus on the name of God as you pray this week. Maybe you want to compare how God is stronger than the physical things that you're facing. You realize that, yeah, there's horses and chariots, but we trust in God. We remember God and he is stronger to save. Maybe you want to feel, you feel led to pray for President Biden and his cabinet. Paul says you pray for kings and everybody in authority. Maybe you want to organize your prayers, say, okay, I'm going to pray for the president and his staff on Monday. I'm going to pray for, for Governor Pritzker and his staff on Tuesday. And I'm going to pray for our county board on Wednesday. And I'll pray for our school board on another day. And our village board members, and you just start kind of listening. Prayers for elders and deacons here at Berlin Church. Pray for your preacher, please. I'm serious. I mean, you just kind of organize your prayers and just pray for leaders and kings and those who are in authority. Maybe you want to work on that. Maybe you want to remember Psalm 20 and 21 when you get into those tight spots. When life just kind of closes in, you maybe just need to say, okay, Psalm 20, here we go. 
But don't leave Psalm 21 out of it too because that's the answer to the prayer. My friends, the saving king helps us when we call to him. Let's call to him right now in prayer. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thank you for rescuing us. Thank you for the gift of the Psalms that teaches us how to pray. We ask that you'd send us help. And I want to pray for President Biden, Vice President Harris, and the staff, and the cabinet members, and Lord, that they would lead our country well with truth and integrity, and that we all may lead peaceful and quiet lives in godliness and holiness. Lord, we remember our friends in Texas, and we want to pray for Russia and for Ukraine, and Lord, for just the different world events that are swirling around, we pray for your peace. And we recognize that you are the great king over all these kings that claim power here on our planet. And Lord, for those who are in a tight spot right now, we call out for help for them. Lord, for those who are in need of healing, we ask for healing. For those that need to have their daily needs met, please pour out those blessings. And Lord, for those who are struggling with knowing what they need to do next, I pray you'd give them wisdom and godly counsel. Lord, send us your help through your Holy Spirit. Raise us up so we may bless others. We recognize you as our King, our Savior. Amen.